0: If you want to learn how to gain insights you can act on and solve business problems with data, all while building a data-driven culture at your organization, sign up for Pragmatic Institute's new course, Data Science for Business Leaders. Find out more at pragmaticinstitute.com data. Everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Sierra, and I'm the Director of Admissions and Program Services at the Dating Incubator, and we are a fellowship, scholarship, and placement company. We promise you an excellent info session today that will be led by Erica Thompson from Brandstand Rise Smart, and Erica will be showing you tips and tricks for creating a standout STEM tech resume. So, Erica, if you'd like to introduce yourself now. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I'm Erica Thompson.
1: I have, um, I started my career in um, math and finance, and I lead RiceSmart's North American resume team. Okay. Okay, thank you everyone for um, joining us here today. I'm so happy to be talking about this topic. Rice Smart is a leading global talent mobility solutions provider in the human capital management space. That's a mouthful, I know. (laughs) Essentially we provide an array of career services for job seekers through organizations like TDI with a primary focus on the Fortune 500 um, we This is something that we do all day, every day. We stay on the cutting edge of um, everything that's surrounding a job seeker. So we are credible thought leaders and recognized subject matter experts on every area of specialization that we touch, including personal branding, which is what we're talking about here today so the key to standing out in today's highly competitive job market is really simple just tell a compelling career story that positions you as the ideal candidate for the job really simple but i know that that's far easier said than done so our agenda for today is to give you a process on just how to craft such a document. Let's go. So developing a resume or CV, we will use these words interchangeably for um, this presentation. Um, Creating a STEM-related resume, it can be very um, intimidating. It doesn't have to be. We want you to Um, understand simply how to put your best foot forward um, on paper. And in doing so, you're going to focus on your academic achievements, your skills, your successes, and your accomplishments that demonstrate that um, you are the best person for the job, okay? And in addition to all of that, it's very important to make sure that your writing is clear clear and concise and that it's focused on the needs of your audience. So you will be tempted, very tempted to write for yourself, write to demonstrate what you want to say, what you want to demonstrate in a resume, but it's really important to understand who your audience is and to write for your audience. We're gonna talk more about that, but I want to um, just kind of establish that upfront. Okay, so there's kind of a formula for writing an impactful resume or CV. And it's really the cross section of your strategy, the content and formatting. And those are the key areas that we're going to focus on here today. So a few tips and challenges before we get started. Um, We want you to um, know the, the tasks associated with your own roles that you currently have. You want to um, discuss what you have done in a way that it de- just doesn't focus on your job duties. Um, so you can't be too responsibility focused, too duties focused. We'll expand on that. Um, your resume, in order to um, really stand out in a crowd, it needs to be accomplishment focused. And I want you to be aware of your uh, the difference between um, using just um, current terminology and jargon. Um, you want to be mindful of that so that you are, again, appealing to your audience, and we will show how your audience is actually three different entities. We'll talk about that. And I want you to um, always demonstrate the business impact, um, the outcome that you have achieved in your resume. Um, your work is, you. And and you are more than just the um, skills that you have. You're more than just the technology that you've um, and expertise that you've acquired. So we wanna um, highlight your skills beyond just the technology. You're more than a programmer or a mathematician, so much more. So what other skills that make you uniquely you that will build on your competitive advantage? Let's bring that out in your resume. Okay, and then lastly, for the formatting aspect, I'm sure you've seen lots of resumes. Um, Your resume doesn't have to be boring. And we'll talk about some bells and whistles that you can bring into a resume to um, really make it aesthetically pleasing. Okay, let's talk strategy. I feel that when you start with your resume strategy and really kind of um, going through in your mind what you're going to need to appeal to your audience, once you get your strategy down, everything else pretty much flows very quickly and easily. Okay, so what you wanna do is do some research and you will note please that the work that you do here in building your resume will help you even in building the next step for your career and also in the interview process itself. So this is, um, it can be really introspective work but it will only benefit you now and down the road. So you wanna start by doing some research on the career path that you are pursuing. Look at job descriptions, look in LinkedIn at folks who actually have the role that you'll be pursuing. Look at what their um, um, responsibilities have been, look at their background, just do some research so that you can um, really understand what the market is reflecting. I, we will, and we will talk about this. I really want you to um, use the, something that's always readily available and you don't even have to interact with someone initially, especially if you're shy, and that's using job descriptions. Um, You can do a lot of research through job descriptions. Next, we want you to stand out in this competitive market. Uh, We're going to talk about that even more later, but it's essentially, Um, your quantifiable accomplishments, and anything else that gives you a competitive advantage over those who are similarly qualified for the roles that you're seeking. Those are the things that you want to focus on, okay? Again, what makes you uniquely you? And then we won't talk a lot about this. I do want to um, draw this in, and that's the power of your networking. Um, it goes back to that first item in your research. You can always reach out to fee- people who are in the field, or in the position that you want to be in. Um, you will always um, get the benefits of your networking. So start now, um, build those relationships. You never know when those networking. Um, um, uh, opportunities are going to pay off and when you can help someone yourself. Let's look a little bit more at strategy, okay? I want to talk to you about and go through some of your strategy fundamentals. First off, the resume document that you create must be in today's market, applicant tracking software friendly, and search engine optimized, okay? Um, By search engine optimized, what I mean is that you will, um, your resume will have to appeal to the um, employers by means of the content and the um, text that you include, it has to appeal to the job description. So if, a role is asking for you to have project management and business intelligent experience and nowhere in your resume do you ever include those words at all, um, then it's not search engine optimized. And by search engine, I mean both, you know, the Um, Google and its competitors, but also within the company because they are using a database and they have their own search engine um, that will typically be um, searched using a Boolean search string. Okay, so you want to make sure we will talk about this more, um, that your resume is um, search engine optimized, okay? Through keywords and the content that you include in your resume. And then an ATS-friendly resume refers to the very format that you use. So there are different characteristics in your styling that you can include in your resume that can make it virtually invisible in an ATS system. Today's um, applicant tracking software systems, that's the acronym, can see so many things. Um, You know, 10 years ago, Uh, it could only see uh, a Word document. It could only read a Word document um, formatted in a certain way. Today's ATS can see so many things. However, uh, it's a system that is costly. And even in the Fortune 500, most companies do not update their applicant tracking software system for five to seven years because it's costly. And they take the attitude, especially in HR, if it's not broke, why fix it, okay? So that's one aspect we want you to always pay attention to. Um, Search engine optimization and make sure your resume is ATS friendly. Uh, The main way to do that is uh, make sure it's a Microsoft Word document. All ATS systems were built off of the Microsoft uh, Word um, coding. Then, in your resume, so in the formatting, you want to make sure that it's um, the reader can quickly skim your resume. Never use large blocks of paragraphs. Um, people hate it. <laughs> it's not easy to skim, and you will um, you will find that the the lead gets buried in the details. So ideally, you want to use, I'll skip below, you want to use prioritized bullets within your resume. You want to include a well-rounded summary that previews um, your accomplishments. So this is really the marketing statement that tells who you are um, and it, it it's going to toot your horn for you. One thing I will say, it's very important that you leave humility (laughs) and shyness at the door when you're developing your resume. It is so important that you um, are able and willing to really promote yourself. Um, Talk about your successes uh, because your competitors are doing so. So that's very important. Now, again, I, I just talked about you want to include prioritized bullets in your resume. By prioritize, I mean you can start off with a broad description of your role and then narrow down the accomplishments. Um, your resume is really just to start the conversation, okay? So you're going to include a kind of, your resume is kind of a snapshot of the best of your career history. It is not a full career biography. So it's merely meant to kind of start the question. It will prompt the interviewer to ask more. Tell me more about how you saved your company $6 million in labor costs. Okay. And then you get to go into your uh, your hero story, okay? Your resume, um, it needs to be easy to find. Again, that really refers back to that ATS friendly um, aspect. Um, different, Your successes need to be easy to find on your resume. And you can do this through your wording. We just wanna make sure that your duties and your accomplishments are distinguishable, okay? Let's move forward. We're moving into the content section. Okay, so I like to use a lot of, you know, metaphors and analogies. So we want to look at your resume as creating kind of a well-balanced meal. The appetizer is going to be kind of that that beginning section of your resume. You want to start with the title, a compelling summary, your technical skills, any keywords that really help you um, to stand out, okay? Then we're going into the real meat of the resume and that's the professional experience. So who likes salad? Um, Avoid word salad. What this uh, essentially means, again, we want your writing to be concise. We want it to be um, clear, relevant. When I say relevant, we're focusing on the most recent years of your career. And we're focusing on um, the career history that's most relevant for the role that you're moving into. So let's say you spent your college years um, um, moonlighting in a department store okay you don't even need to put that on your resume yes it shows um, some work experience but it's no longer relevant for your career direction and then don't go overboard on the dessert okay um make sure again the relevancy of these different areas and make sure that it gives you a competitive advantage. In fact, that's the litmus test. For everything that you include in your resume, ask yourself, is this just information or does it give me a competitive advantage? Another food analogy, let's say I, uh, you're in the market for a wedding cake and I'm a baker you don't really care that I also make a delicious pumpkin spice latte. You don't care. You want to know that I can craft a um, delicious uh, cake with that and and can build it and that it can be beautiful, beautiful. This is what you, as my employer, this is what you want to hear from me. Um, All the details that go into making a cake for you. And so I want you to kind of think about that. Anything that um, doesn't, especially when I'm charging premium prices, I wanna make sure that you understand how just how beautiful my cakes look and how delicious they are, but everything else is extraneous information that doesn't help you as the employer in making a decision to hire me. Okay, so let's talk more about the appetizers. Okay, the summary section. And this is an area where I I said earlier, I want you to really utilize job descriptions, use them as a reference and a starting point to um, build your even your summary section, because the um, job description will outline what the employer is looking for and you will match your own skill sets to what the employer is looking for truthfully of course and then be sure to let them know you asked for this yes i have this this is how you begin to position yourself as their ideal candidate because your resume answers a job description. Not just submitting your resume, uh, one size fits all resume in the open job market, you're crafting a resume um, on a case by case basis that really it's like a puzzle piece um, into a job description with your version of the resume. Okay. So I wanted to take a look at how we might um, analyze a job description. So this is just a job description found on any job aggregator, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, and looking at their um, qualifications, what they want to see um, from a software engineer. And I just went through the job description and I began to highlight um, the hard skills and some of the things that they are looking for in the resume or in, in a candidate. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to look at job descriptions and analyze them, highlight different skills that you can determine that they're looking for, and then match your skill set to what your your existing skill set to what they're looking for in a candidate, and then you'll want to. So we've highlighted all of these, and then let's just take them out and build a um, our own just little. Um, uh, area of bullet items of what we can tell that they're looking for, and then we can um, analyze our own skill sets and say, "Okay, am I this? Do I have this?" Um, there are many areas where you can spread this information throughout your resume. Right now, we're focusing on the introductory paragraph and perhaps the keywords, but you can look at this and and determine, okay. The skill sets that I have, what I want to promote um, in my summary section, and then how else can I use this information in um, crafting my resume. So what I did is I took some of those very um specific words from the job description and you don't have to do that do that you don't have to be quite so specific but you want to include some of the keywords to demonstrate that you have this skill set okay and so I just built a the beginning because we will, would want to be more detailed here but I just built the beginning of a um introductory paragraph that, hits on some of the aspects that they were asking for in the candidate. And then I um, looked at some of the other words in there and those are some that I could reserve for my um, keyword list that I would include in the resume. Let's see where I am in time. Okay. And then we're looking at a a data scientist job description and I would do the same thing. Um, Start to pull out the Keywords and the key skills that you, in your um, educated eye, would see that this company is looking for. And then you start crafting in your own mind um, how your skill sets fit in with what they're asking for. And this is just an extension of that um, job description where they list their primary functions that they're looking for. And so I um, just bolded instead of highlighting just to make it easier for you to see just some of those areas where I would look at the job description, pull those areas out um, as what they are looking for and, and prioritize them as well in terms of what they're seeking, and then make sure that my resume speaks to what they're looking for. Now, here's a secret every company knows that they will never get 100% of what they're looking for in that job description. And they're really not expecting it. I would say that if you have 75%, then that's when you know that you can, you should apply for the role. Okay, so um, boil it down. If you, you know, just kind of eyeball it, don't um, don't go further than that. Just eyeball it to see, um, do I feel like I have the majority of what they're looking for? Then that's a role that you should um, search out and and um, or apply for. OK, we're still looking at the appetizer, and we want to look at the technical section. Um, here we want to focus on the re- relevant technical expertise, OK, the programming language, um, languages that you have, um, any type of technology, it's it's great to list it in this section. I will say that you have to protect yourself against um, dating your skill sets and um, yourself in in the technology section. Here's an example of what I mean by that. And I'll just take a pro- productivity um, application, the Microsoft um, Office Suite. Okay, if I want to demonstrate that I have expertise in that um, in, in that application set, I' that's all I'm going to write. Microsoft or MS Office Suite. We don't have to um, include every um, backwards um, uh, version through 95 or whatever was earlier than that of every version. All that does is date you. But if you just include the, um uh the general name like i said microsoft office suite as an example then um in the mind of the employer it includes all of the previous versions and the current version now if it gives you a competitive advantage to include some you know um new type of application or software and to include uh the version um of it then absolutely do but um for um, applications and, and languages that have older um, versions, you can just use the broader name. Okay. Okay. And so I was looking here further into the um, job description for a data a senior data scientist. So y- you can see, you know, how they will list the skill sets that they want to see in a um, in a, a candidate. And then I'm showing here how I incorporate a job description and um, into a, uh, a, a resume. So you'll see at the top, um, I'm including a title um, for um, the open job market. You'll want to uh, include a title that matches the role that you are uh, seeking. And then here I kind of have a marketing statement and then the um, introductory paragraph. And then below you can see that I have um, the um, technical proficiencies and they are um, all written out pretty much for this one. Give you a moment just to kind of take a look at that. Okay, we'll move on. Still in that appetizer section, um, in addition to the technical skills, um, you will include a keyword section in your resume. Typically, this section is really talking about hard skills um, and, and typically aside from the technical skills. So here's just a, a short you know example of some of the skill sets that you would include and then this goes back to when i told you we wanted your resume to be search engine optimized including a keyword section is really one of the most beneficial areas to help your resume be search engine optimized because as I told you, no matter where a recruiter or hiring um, or um, HR professional, no matter what type of um, search engine that they are using, they are using a Boolean search string of um, key skill sets and technology that they are looking for in a, in the resume. So this is where it's important not to just use Um, your personal jargon, use what's um, acceptable in the marketplace, okay? And then this is just a short example of how I might incorporate some of those keywords into an actual document. Okay, so there are many different ways to do this. There's no um, hard and fast rule. It's just a matter of making sure that what needs to be there is there tell your story. Okay, so let's get to the meat of uh, your resume, the main course, and that is the professional experience. Okay, so what we we talked about earlier is that you um, your resume needs to go beyond simply just job duties, OK? Um, we want to make sure that you highlight different aspects of um, what you did, how you did it, but mainly the outcomes, OK? Now, I also said earlier that it is very important not to have just a responsibility or duty or task-based resume. Your resume needs to have accomplishments that is the most important aspect of your resume Um, and that those accomplishments be quantifiable if at all possible. So um, for that, Um, in professional resume writing, we use a construct called the SAR, and it's the acronym for Situation Action Results, and this can be applied for most everyone. No matter where you have been employed, think about a situation, and this can be any type of challenge or just something that you were given to do. What was it? What was your mandate? Okay, what action did you take to uh, meet that challenge, to answer that challenge. And then what was the result? What was the business outcome? You can apply this um, to every field, every job. Let's look at some of them. We're not going to read all of these in the interest of time, but I just want you to see how um, someone in different um, um uh, functions answered this question for um, one of their challenges that they they had in their role. Now you would never include all of this content in your resume. This is merely for um, developing your content. It's part of that even your strategy, um, but going through just this introspective process and analyzing your role and analyzing the challenges that you had and coming up with what was the end business outcome. Sometimes it's something we don't think about on a day-to-day basis, but um, you didn't just have busy work. You had a purpose in your role. So it kind of takes a a little bit of thought to to think beyond just the task and look at what was the end result, the business outcome, the greater outcome of what your task was, okay? Let's look at at a couple of more examples of this. Okay, and you can see how this person, they um, started with, okay, this is what I was asked to do. This is how I, Um, the steps that I went through to meet the challenge and then they included the quantifiable accomplishments in doing so. I'll give you just a second to read that. Let's look at another from an IT manager. So you could go through this exercise and then you can even focus on in, in, of the content to include in your resume would be you're going to summarize all of it, really, but you really want to focus on the result um, with some of the action. Don't focus too much on the how in your resume. The reason why I'm more interested in the outcome on paper, but the how is the story you tell in your interview. So. Excuse me. You can understand why it's so important to have this whole um, this whole structure. Let's look at one more. Okay, this was a senior data scientist um, that we um, asked the same questions. Okay. And it doesn't have to be quite as detailed on paper as long as you can, you know, um, detail it in your mind and you can tell this story. Okay, and then this was how this is that same um, um, uh, uh, candidate. This is how uh, we implemented the um, In the, the last two bullet items on this one is how we um, implemented the results from the SAR question into the resume. Okay, now let's talk briefly about formatting. Again, I told you that your resume doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to look like a technical resume in the courier font or something. Um, You can get creative. Here's one. Now Um, you'll see that um, your resume is really a marketing document. We want to feature the best of the value that you bring to an organization. So you see there's interest um, um, all over the resume. We started with the title, a simple um, introductory statement. This resume has more detail about the specific value. Rather than including that in the professional experience, we chose to um, add another key section here. And then the key strengths and assets. You can use any um, uh, subtitle for those keywords. That's essentially what they are. You might use uh, core competencies. I'm sure you've seen a lot of that. Here's another one, um, kind of a similar tactic here. Um, and let's take a look at one more. And in this one, they chose to um, mix the areas of expertise with the technology. And that's an option too. So essentially what we've talked about here today really is making your resume stand out in the competitive job market is really focused around the marriage of your content, the the strategy, first of all, the content and formatting for that aesthetically pleasing resume, Um, you wanna make sure that your resume um, kind of pops and uh, really tells your own career story by focusing on what makes you uniquely you, what gives you a competitive advantage by focusing on your quantifiable accomplishments. Okay. and the skills and successes that you have that you bring to the table. And that's really um, what is going to make you stand out in the market. Again, that's easier said than done, even with all of this. And sometimes it takes a professional to help you along the way lucky you because you have such a professional to assist you um, and through our partnership with TDI. Um, when you engage with uh, TDI and your engage your resume services uh, we have a three-step process that you will use. The first step will be to fill out a profile and which includes the questionnaire and that SAR example that we, Um, talked about and here's the great part is that you don't have to be the one that takes that SAR and redevelops that content into a powerful, um, impactful statement. Your professional resume writer is going to do it for you. So you'll have um, the opportunity to fill out this questionnaire and again I think that's a deliverable in and of itself because it really helps you to get clarity on who you are and how you want to tell your story. Next, you will have a call with your professional resume writer. The writer may have questions. You may have questions. We really want to drill down on um, what makes you uniquely you and your accomplishments that need to come through in your um, TDI template resume. And then lastly, Every aspect of your TDI service, including your resume development, is an interactive process. Um, It's an interactive process with your writer. You can make changes yourself. You can direct your writer to make whatever changes you need until we go from draft to revision and delivery or and final delivery. And that's what I have for you to hear today.
0: Sierra. Yes. Thank you so much, Erica. So at this time, I'm going to open up the Q&A. If you have any questions that you haven't put in there yet, please put those in there and we will answer them live now. A lot of these are resume questions, so I'm going to defer to you, Erica. This first one here is, is PDF on par with the doc format as far as ATS is concerned, or is that harming me by using a format that I thought was widely accepted?
1: As long as your PDF is built off of a Word document, okay? So you can save your Word document as a PDF. Um, there are some challenges when people save a pages document as a PDF.
0: Our next question in here, I'm switching careers to data scientists and having um, several ML portfolios. Would it would be best, what would be the best content in my resume telling that I fit for the role?
1: So it will um, de- depend. Again, what you wanna look for is your transferable skills. Look at what you're looking um, the your target role and look at what transferable skills are highlighted in those uh, portfolios.
0: Okay, our next question in here is adding hyperlinks to publications a big no-no. Often that is a major outcome for PhD candidates. You can include
1: your um, publications. Um, uh, we typically want the the MLA um format to find your resume or your um, publication rather than the hyperlink
0: and then where do you suggest putting education in the resume um, it really depends um,
1: if you are just getting your education we would prefer it at the top of the resume um, if your education is you know more than 10 years old then you can put it at the end of the resume
0: and then what is your suggestion regarding including tape, figures or tables in your resume?
1: Um, don't do it unless you're at a C-level. Um, that's because your resume won't be ATS-friendly and you won't know how to make it ATS-friendly. Your Those uh, tables and um, um, will simply render your resume invisible or it will just be garbled
0: about not dating oneself, it is recommended or required to include start date and end dates in employment and education sections, isn't it? Or would that not date me? Um,
1: You can um, include your um, beginning and end dates for employment. We just don't want you to go back more than say 15 years. You don't need the dates at that point.
0: And then how proficient or comfortable should we feel about working with various languages and programs we list? For instance, a handful I feel expertise with, but with some I've maybe done a short course and don't use it all the time. I would
1: say, um, put yourself in an interview situation. Um, Do you want to be asked to take a test? Do you want to be drilled on that? If you don't feel comfortable enough to answer it in an interview, don't put it on your resume.
0: And how do you manage creating a resume if someone is currently unemployed? Um,
1: That's fine, too. You just want to um, show in some way why you're not necessarily why, but um, that you're unemployed and that you're doing more than just being unemployed. So maybe you're doing some volunteer work. Maybe you're in an educational program. Um, No employer wants to see that you are stagnant.
0: And then what if we're transitioning from stem fields graduate student how should can we reflect the job title like you mentioned
1: um so the job title is a target job title okay so you can always put the word target if you're uncomfortable with saying i'm a data scientist you can use target
0: this next question how large is the Uh, data science part-time cohort. So it varies from cohort to cohort. On average, it's anywhere from 30 to to 20 to 40 students in the part-time cohort. And then another question, is TDI open for people outside of the U.S.? You can participate anywhere that you're located. All of our programs are offered online. Another resume question here, again, about PDF format. Are files creating using Latex usable? Usable, but only
1: um, a PDF created from a Microsoft Word document is ideal.
0: And then what do you do about gaps in experience or from excluding unrelated experience? So
1: um, again, no employer wants to see that you've been stagnant. There are, um, you can write, you were on a sabbatical, personal sabbatical, Um, you know, make account for that time in your resume some
0: way. right, we have time for maybe one or two more questions. So if you haven't had your question answered yet, if there's anything else you'd like to ask me or Erica, please put that in the Q&A section. I'll give you a minute before, oh, I see one in there. So what does the coding challenge entail? So there are two challenges. There is a data challenge and then there is a coding challenge. So you can select one or the other, whichever one you are, you can do both as well if you want your application to stand out. The data, the data challenge uh, will have a data set there that you have to use and manipulate to answer questions based off of that. The other one is a traditional coding challenge where you have to code in any language of your preference and also answer some questions related to your coding as well and then upload your code too. It's timed in a sense that you have 72 hours to complete it from the time that you open it. It doesn't take 72 hours to complete it. Most of our students spend a lot less time than that to work on it, Uh, but it is timed from the time that you open it and it does close at that final deadline. So if you were to open it within a couple hours of the deadline, you would only have that time left to complete it. All right, our last question here, what is the ideal format doc or PDF for a resume?
1: The ideal format is a um, doc or PDF created from the Microsoft Word document. You can use both.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for joining us today. I know our attendees are very excited to learn about all of this resume information. Um, Erica works with us very closely with our resume services here at TDI. so. You know, one of the benefits of going through this program is also being able to work with the Rye Smart team and have that great crafted tech resume. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to submit your applications if you haven't already and mention this webinar for priority consideration. And thank you everyone so much. Have a great rest of your day.